You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 183. A lot of us for, for small business owners, we're quite isolated. And right now, what's happening in the world, many of us who are not even in business and or, or in coaching or in, in this space are, are going to be isolated. Mm-hmm. So there's never been a more urgent need for you to connect with other people that that can help you, that you can help them, that you can create these mini communities. That's really what they are. They're nothing more than a mini community of helping each other, like-minded values, beliefs, all those things. And, and from there, that's where the, the mindset kind of grows. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, Take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, it's great to have you here. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator, and I'm I just want to thank you for taking time to be with us today. I've got a great show for you today. My guest is joining us from Melbourne, Australia, and I'll tell you more about what we're going to talk about and all about Ronan in just a minute. I did want to let all of you know how very much I'm enjoying getting together with the community every Wednesday morning for Wednesday's Wisdom on the Star Coach Show page on Facebook, where we answer questions, we talk about how to show up as our best in coaching. And I welcome you to join us. If you haven't been there yet, we're having lots of we're having lots of fun. So join us. Now, let's talk about the important topic for today's show. And even more than that, how incredible I just loved the way that this interview flowed today. I am visiting with Ronan Leonard, who co-founded Transform to solve the biggest problem in business, how to increase trust. Now, this has been a pivot for Ronan, and he is focused now on these mid-sized businesses, helping to identify underperforming strategies, or new growth ideas. He's got some other new ideas coming out that he's super excited about. And we decided that we were going to focus on something that he's done in the past because he thought it would be really helpful for all of you. And that is leveraging our business through the different services that we offer. And one of the services that we could offer is masterminding with our clients. So Ronan and I are going to talk about what does that look like? How do we potentially go from one-on-one coaching to one-to-many? And one of those options is using masterminding as an offering. However, as we were talking about this, it became very apparent that Ronan and I are both connectors. We love connecting people with resources. We love connecting people to one another and the energy that comes from that. So there was just a flow in today's interview that I absolutely loved. I loved the messages that Ronan gave us to think about. We did some 
talking about the mindset that goes with being a successful business owner. I just had a whole lot of fun with Ronan. He brought so much value forward. You could definitely see his how generous he is in his nature, his knowledge came forward, that creativity that he has. It was just a, a great interview and so much fun to spend time with him. I'm not going to make you wait anymore. I'd love to introduce you to Ronan Leonard as he shares with us some ideas about leveraging our business using masterminds. Ronan, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It is nice of you to join us from way across the globe. Thank you, Mego. Coming from the future, I mean, uh, it's Friday here and Thursday for you. So that's yes, right. uh, we're, we're ahead of you. Well, as always, and that's okay. I'm happy to follow. And I appreciate that you're willing to bring your expertise to us today. We're going to be talking about ways to leverage our business. And I think that that is just something that we can never talk enough about because we want to be able to bring our best forward and leverage where we can that that brings value to the people that we work with and at the same time maximizes our time, our energy as professionals. That's your sweet spot. That's what you're going to talk to us about today. So when we think about masterminds. Let's just start there. And actually, you know what? I don't even want to start with masterminds right now. I want to start with you telling us a little bit about what brought you into your expertise and your interest in masterminds. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I never had a career. I've never planned anything strategically. I kid you not. I've had jobs where I turn around and gone, this isn't me. And I quit just almost immediately just because it wasn't fair on them, wasn't fair on me. I traveled the world for a decade working on cruise ships that got me to all of these amazing places again, kind of stumbled onto that. It wasn't really a huge kind of plan. Then I, when I left there and, and went to, to live in Australia, met my, my wife on the cruise ships, I started a business, no business plan, sucked my life savings into this events business because it sounded like a good idea and what I wanted to do. Lucky enough, it worked out okay. We scaled pretty quickly. And then about five years ago, again, this is, this is my kind of theme was, all right, I don't see myself doing this in five years time. What, what are my skill sets? What am I good at? What should I be doing? And at the same time, I was in my very first mastermind group and this congruence of things and light bulb moment went off. And then uh, this, this is amazing. The ability to, to interact with other people, to, to share ideas, resources, wisdom, all of those things just kind of came together and thought that this, this is my sweet spot. I, I love doing this. Uh, so that's how I then went down this rabbit hole of, of masterminds and what does it mean? What does it look like? What are the variations of it? How can we form the best ones? Trial and error, all of those things. So that's how I ended up stumbling around my whole life, to be honest, but also <laughs> well, stumbling into masterminds. But I have to say, as you've stumbled around your whole life, it does sound like you were born under a lucky star. I mean, things that you end up happy, you end up doing things that bring you energy, and, and you stumble into a business that you do very well in. So congratulations on that. And all those things that you talked about in masterminds, let's talk about those. What, when you talk about masterminds, what, what does that look like for, for anybody listening that's, that's wondering, you know, mastermind, what's that all about? 
Yeah, there's so the original definition was from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, a book that's still being read today and it's close to you know, 90 years old. His definition of it was that when two or more minds come together, they create this third supermind, also known as a mastermind. So it's a very, very broad term. People on running Facebook groups and calling them masterminds, no, not really. To me, the ability of a mastermind is to kind of work towards an outcome, but also to, to share the knowledge and advice in a two-way street. So if you are, again, I've seen masterminds where people will jump on a, a Zoom call and, and someone just delivers information. That's just delivering information. Uh, right. A mastermind is it's the, a webinar. The That's a yeah. yeah. It's a webinar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The ability to to get other people's opinions and views and perspectives and ideas is where you truly take it to the to the most powerful aspect of that. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if somebody's in a room and, and in a group and they say, "I've got this particular problem." It doesn't have to even be the lead of the mastermind. Someone else says, well, have you thought of this? Oh, no, I didn't realize that. Well, what about this? And you end up building on that idea and coming out with a better outcome than the, that single person or even sometimes two people would have. So it's the power of, in many ways, many people here go into organizations, and when I say here, our audience might be coaches that understand the power of team coaching or group coaching, but this is talking about everybody's a participant. Everybody's sort of building off that energy and that synergy with one another. And what is it, let's say, that's different, a mastermind versus a course? We learn in a course, but that is, and and when we were doing our pre-call, you talked a little bit about, yeah, we might invest in a course, but are we going to get the same leverage that we get in masterminding. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, to me, the difference is content over context. So the, we now know that uh, 20 odd years ago, Bill Gates wrote a book called Content is King and everyone went, yes. And they, so they produced a huge amount of content. We're talking 3 trillion pages on, on Google. There are 23 million YouTube channels there are 60, uh, sorry, 30 million podcast episodes. So we're producing more and more content. No offense, Meg, you have a podcast, but also- No offense taken, that's okay. But educational. So we, we cons- we're overwhelmed by all this content at the moment, but what's the context behind it? So you, can't, you can write a blog post saying three easy steps to do blah, blah, blah. And then people go, well, how does that apply to me? I'm in a different industry or I didn't understand that bit. So the ability of someone to sit down and say, well, I didn't understand the information, don't know how it applies to me, or what do you mean by that? And give them that context and they go, okay, I get it now. Um, I didn't understand before. And again, when you start explaining that context, you have that, the ability of other people leveraging and say, yeah, but uh, do this, do that. So it, reality is content has now been commoditized. It's cheap. Everyone's giving it away for, for free. That's not helping people because businesses are failing at a higher rate than ever before. So it's the ability, you know, as a coach, you know your breakthroughs come when someone actually pays you money, shows up each week, has that commitment instead of the, if you give away all this stuff for free, you know that you're not impacting people because they just won't read it or they, they just won't action it as much as anything. So it's, it's, it's the ability to, to, as I say, give that context over content, which is the difference between a course and a mastermind. Mm-hmm. And so in that, I, w- I would even see that if you had a course or if you had content that you were giving out, being able to bring together people to mastermind around how they're applying that. Because you had said, Ronan, so how does that apply to me? And then we get into a room of like-minded individuals who have 
not the exact same challenges, but similar challenges, because when we think about mastermind, what are some of the key things that you would say are important to consider when you are either joining a mastermind or offering a mastermind as as a service that you provide to your community? What are some of the elements of pulling together the group? Okay, good good question. So on the side of offering, let's start with air first, because mm-hmm. then that, that dictates what kind of group you want. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to wag the they don't know the tail to wag the dog and end up with, oh, let me put all these people in a room. Now, what do I serve them with? Exactly. So specifically for, for coaches or people that are in the, the service-based professional and have knowledge and stuff to share, there are two types of core, core masterminds. One is you can do a short amount of time. So in six, eight weeks, you will learn this. And so again, you, you, you're going quite deep and, and, and narrow rather than just saying, hey, I can help you with everything. That allows, you can also wrap that up. I teach, you can wrap that up in a promise. So at the end of six, eight weeks, you'll know this. So instantly people go, yeah, that's what I want to know. That's what I want to learn. That's what I want to actually implement. So it's getting it done. It's not just, hey, here's some more information that you may or may not use. It's let's work through this, build in the accountability, build in the, the structure for that. And at the end of it, you go, wow, I completed this. So again, instead of just going, well, I, I went through this course and then I didn't action anything, you, you get people done. So, so just slow you down right there for just a second. In that, what I'm visualizing then is that in the mastermind, as you meet, if you're the one that's running and offering the mastermind, you might be doing some teaching, some sharing of information, but then you're in the group where it can become actionable. It can be discussed. It can The ideas can be tossed around. Is that accurate? Exactly. A good mastermind set up, the facilitator does virtually none of the work. They do originally, right? You've got to build it. You've got to, to put the framework around it. But then if you do it well, you facilitate it well, you get everyone else to contribute, to, to push it forward, to, to share their ideas, to help other people, to, to, to build that community. And then you sit back and go, hey, our topic today is, is, is this, here's some ideas. And then you can sit back, not for everyone, but for, for some of them, you can sit back and go, let's just see the magic happen because mm-hmm. it's not just all about, all about me. So- and, and if we tie that in with coaching, that's exactly, I mean, coaching, we want to pull the creativity from within the people that we work with. This is just doing it in a group setting where you're engaging people with an idea and allowing them to build off of one another's brilliance. Exactly. Yes. Coaching is not about, um, you should do this, should do that. It's about uncovering people's own inner beliefs, strengths, genius, and you just being that person to hold the space, to to allow them to see things they hadn't seen before, and to just really be the best version of themselves. It's not necessarily, you must do this, you should do that. I'm telling you exactly what to do. It, it's, it's about an, in flourishing people. D- done right. And you're nodding along, so you're, you're in agreement with this, Meg, yeah? Absolutely. Um, longer ones, you know, for, for general business advice, business is never done. No one ever, no one that's ever got kind of any ambition says, hey, I'm all done now. I'm all set. My business is perfect. Everything's running great. So there is also in a mastermind the ability to have ongoing, could run a year, like, like coaching could, could potentially be indefinitely. Mm-hmm. You just you can just keep going with those slightly less structured, but still our topic conversation is this, bring in some experts, whatever that looks like. But that ongoing mastermind is the second alternative rather than the short one. Sometimes that comes down to the, the person running the mastermind. Do they not want that long term commitment of saying this is going to run for 12 months or so? I, I, I went to someone and, and she was telling me that should I set this mastermind up for 12 months? And then I thought, 
oh my God, I don't, just don't want to work with people for 12 months. I, I'm short, sharp, next. <laughs> that, you know. that doesn't fit my, my uh, model of the world, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. So in answer to your question, they're, they're the two predominant types. Look, there's, there's very short weekend retreat masterminds. There's, it's whatever you want it to be, to be, to be honest. The downside with just the short two-day ones, again, it's a little bit like a course. People go away, they, they spend that two, two weeks, they get all excited and they're all motivated and then life kicks in and they don't implement. So I would even suggest people that do a seven-day cruise one or a two-day mastermind away that you build in something afterwards to keep people supported and keep them going right. to, to get it done because that's where they become advocates. If you exactly. Can, you can show something. If you can get someone to the end of the course, they're an advocate. If someone buys a course and they give up, a guy I talked to this morning, 17%. He said, I'm looking at some of my courses and we will get 17, 25%. And he said, I'm so disappointed they stopped at that stage. But also, they're not going to be your advocates because you didn't right. get them to done. So exactly. the more you can get people to done, which is a transformation rather than just a transaction, the more they're going to go, you've got to work with Meg. You know, she, she walked me through the process. I got this. I, I'm, you know, I, I now, I'm now this person. I'm now got this information and now implemented it they're the ones become your advocates and they're the ones that will drive your business so, so on the flip side so yep. let me answer the question on the flip side who should be in that if you're doing the shorter ones at the end of six eight weeks you will learn this people will self-select so they'll automatically know and then secondly for a longer one you're really looking for people that are actually good at following through and committing that you don't want the people the same week going oh did you do something that we talked about last week oh no i didn't so it's a good idea sometimes, although the money's good, you might want to cull those people because they'll bring the rest of the group down. Mm-hmm. You want to surround yourself with those like-minded people. And if you've got a group of people that aren't action anything and aren't following up on the advice and the support they're getting, then they're not a good fit for the group. Right. To that point, I think, Ronan, it makes sense if you, if you're considering creating a mastermind and being the facilitator of a mastermind, that it's okay to have expectations set out up front about what kinds of people are the best match for your mastermind, people who are motivated and driven and are, are going to follow through and, and the level of accountability. And, and I think that almost becomes a challenge for people who are, you know, don't apply to my group if you're not these kinds of things. Well, I'm those kinds of things. I want to be a part of that group. And, it, and then that expectation is there because we are all accountable to one another when we're in a mastermind. I also have, have heard that, and I've been a part of masterminds, that it's kind of, if you're going to participate in a mastermind, I know we're doing, we're talking about this as a way to leverage business, but if you're participating in a mastermind as a way to move your own business up, to be able to challenge yourself, to be in a group of like-minded individuals, you want to be in a group where you're being challenged as well. Like, you wouldn't want to be the most successful person in your mastermind because, in, in my opinion, because then you're not necessarily being challenged by the other people in the group to bring it to that next level, to yet at the same time, it's, it's all about balance. Huh, Ronan, what are your thoughts about that? I'm doing like all these hand movements, only Ronan can see. Uh, again, another, another great point, Meg. It sounds like you know masterminds pretty well yourself. Yes, the, the gap needs to be a reasonable amount. So everyone kind of thinks, well, if I had, if I had Gary Vee in a, in a mastermind, 
be amazing. I'd learn all these things from him. But if you're just starting out, the gap's too big. There's no exchange of value. So Gary Vee's going, well, why would I be in a group of people that you know are just starting out and want to know how do I set up my WordPress site? What's the best you know CRM to use? All those kind of basic stuff. There's no value exchange. And he would probably talk about high-level concepts that people just aren't ready for either within their business structure, but even intellectually and emotionally. It's it's a it's a process to grow as your business grows, exactly as you said. You want to surround yourself with smarter people. So the gap needs to be of a reasonable one. Yes, you're tested. Yes, you're stretched. Yes, there are people in the group that are going to be smarter than you or more successful for you, however, however you define successful. Right. Um, but not too big that you are overwhelmed and there's no value exchange. And not to say that if you're just starting out, you couldn't benefit from a mastermind. It's just finding the mastermind that fits with what that is focusing on where you're at in your growth. I self-masterminded with some coaches when I was just exiting coaching school. So about four of us got together. We were all at different places. And we challenged one another and we shared ideas with one another. But we certainly know no coach who was 10 years into their business and making, you know, seven figures was going to want to hang out with us. We were, but we did challenge one another and work with one another. And then each time we're in a different place in our business, we, we might want to look at what we offer as well as what, if we're going to be in a mastermind, how that moves us forward. So what other thoughts are... I would love to talk about mindset when it comes to masterminding. What, what's the mindset that we need to have to be successful? Uh, the good question. The mindset really needs to be about a, a place of, of giving and, and sharing resources and sharing your knowledge and, and genuinely wanting to help other people and see them succeed. And there will probably a lot of people say, yeah, that, that's me, but it's something that you probably don't know until you start to go into that kind of group. A lot of us for, for small business owners, we're quite isolated. And right now what's happening in the world, many of us who are not even in business and, or, or in coaching or in, in this space are, are going to be isolated. Mm -hmm. So there's never been a more urgent need for you to connect with other people that, that can help you, that you can help them, that you can create these, these mini communities that's really what they are. They're nothing more than a mini community of helping each other, like-minded values, beliefs, all those things. And, and from there, that's where the, the, the mindset kind of, kind of grows. You understand that, you go deeper with people. Some people go to networking events looking for, for, for business. And the, the networking mentality majority of people is, uh, who in this room is going to sell to me? Who, who can I sell to? Who's going to buy from me? It's exhausting. It's terrible. That mindset yeah. of networking is exhausting. Go yeah. ahead. And on the and on the flip side, no one's going that no one's going to that event saying, Hey, hopefully I'm going to buy something today. So there's yeah. this this huge misalignment. But if you can go in with who can I meet here that might be a good friend, a resource, a someone else that further down the track that I can build a relationship with that might help me. And you talked about leverage earlier. Leverage Masterminds are all about leverage, going from one-on-one -on -one to one-to-many. But also you leverage everybody's IP within the group. You're leveraging that network of people that then know, like, and trust you and might refer other people to you. Or you've got a problem and they'll refer someone that they know that can fix that problem for you. So there is, there's these huge benefits of creating these trusted network of people. But your mindset is just one of those things. You start surrounding yourself with those kind of people 
and I've done done this, this is, and I speak from experience. It doesn't happen overnight. So that's what people struggle with. So if you're in a, if you've got kind of a fixed mindset and you're, or you're in a scarcity mode and you're just looking for your next customer, my next customer, I need this to keep the lights on, you won't attract the type of people that you really, really need and want as you grow and improve and your mindset improves and you start to share and you start to to help other people without any kind of expectation, all of these things then come back to you. And all these people just want to work with you, want to help with you, want to see you progress and want to see you succeed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's all down to, down to the mindset. And this is a little bit difficult to talk about on a podcast because some people say, yeah, yeah, I know that. And, but they haven't kind of deeply felt it. Learning doesn't happen until something changes. So if you, you learn something today on this podcast or one of other Meg's podcasts or something's written and you go, yeah, I know that. And, but until you start to experience it and, and touch it and do it, and then, then it sinks into you and then it's part of you and you go, I, I truly know this now. Mm-hmm. So some of the concepts I share, people won't understand or, or they've tried it and felt it hasn't worked or they're, they're not in the right place. Again, this, this is all about mindset. But as you start to experience it and you get a little bit of a taste to it, and you go, oh, this is good, this, this works. And then it just kind of all comes in spades. And, I, and I'll give you a, a real practical live example is that I met a group of people here in, here in Melbourne a couple of months ago and I was talking about new business I started and a new vision I kind of had and everybody bought into it because I've spent the last two, three years connecting people. So oh, you mean you need to meet this person, you need to meet that person. I can help you get onto a different podcast, all, all these things that I've been doing without any expectation. And, and I've loved it. And it's been a great way to grow my network and meet these people, no money attached to that. And now all these people are doing this for me. And I sit back and I have so much gratitude. Um, I spoke to a guy yesterday who wants to introduce me to five different people because he sees my vision and, and, and we've connected on this deeper level because neither of us try to sell something to us. We will probably do business somewhere in that. There's going to be a dollar figure attached to it. But we didn't start from that. We started from a relationship, what what you really want to achieve, where you're struggling, what you need help with, how can I help you Uh, on a pure level, no money involved in that. So I just wanted to share that with with your audience. I'm so glad you did because A, they hear me preach that all the time. And it is all about relationship building. That's what we're here to do. And, and, I just loved hearing you talk about that. It created sort of this warm fuzzy, and I'm sure that many people are are experiencing that warm fuzzy. One of the things that I'm wondering if we could just talk about briefly is you mentioned that this is a really difficult time. So many, the worldwide, we have a pandemic going on right now. There's additional isolation, as you pointed out, because businesses are having to close. People are needing to kind of put the public health above everything. And I think that many of the coaches that I work with are wondering, what does this mean for the value that I'm able to bring, the connection that I'm able to have? And your point of this is probably a time that our clients would love to be able to get with other, even virtual. Thank goodness we're in the 2020s here. So there is things like virtual. uh, We can do so much virtually that while, yeah, maybe we would want to get in a room and have a cup of coffee with one another. We're just not able to do that. But we do have ability to leverage as coaches doing 
masterminds in Zoom rooms like Ronan and I are in right now or over the phone or being able to connect and get people to share. We don't have to be isolated. This is an opportunity maybe to leverage some of the reality of what's happening and, and be able to bring value. What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. And it also ties into just the, the previous thing I talked about. You have a network. So what most people focus on is is physical capital. They, they look at the dollars in their bank, they look at the house, the car they've got, what have you. And there's this other thing called symbolic capital, which is your your intellectual property, your experience, the connections you have, the the knowledge, the resources, all of those things, including your your network of people you know. So for some people that are that is all this happening now, some people have got far, far more free time. So use that to reconnect with some people you can potentially help for, for free. Where can you where can you now right now build up your symbolic capital? And the reason I talk about this is that here in Australia, we didn't really have a recession when the financial crisis hit. So for the last 20 years, Australia hasn't had a recession. Uh, we're likely to have one now. And I've been saying this for the last 20 years, all the all the businesses that rely just on the fact that business is, the economy is booming, which is predominantly the, the tradespeople that don't take your calls back, give you a poor service because they know that, there's a pipeline of customers automatically coming from because there's a shortage of tradespeople, right? They will suddenly find now that their phones stop ringing, but also when it goes back, the people that have built up that symbolic capital, they're the ones that are going to get referrals, recommendations. They're going to pick up that that repeat business. So anybody out there, yes, you you gave a great advice. Um, see how you can help someone, have that conversation with them with no expectation than, oh, I can connect you to someone else or mm-hmm. what you need help with. And if you have five or six conversations and people who have a problem that you can't solve, you can help someone else or you'll you'll, you'll start to join the dots. So be proactive, go out there, go to your network, see who you can help, see who you can add some value somewhere because as coaches, that's what you do, right? That is, that's your reason for being, that's what fires you up each day. So continue to do that, but to do it in a way that, that, that might not be monetary value attached to that. You're not looking to get new clients right now. You're looking to serve your community, your people that you know, your network and let just work on your symbolic capital because when you come out the other side you're going to come out stronger fitter and better than the people that don't do that that just go well there's nothing else i can do i'm just going to kind of shut off or, or be in scarcity mode and and be irritable and and nobody wants yes. to be around us yes absolutely so such good information and speaks to my heart what else is as we are thinking about ways to work masterminds as part of our service offering. We've talked about a lot of different things as we're rolling towards the end here. What haven't we talked about that we want to be sure that we share? One of the key things is to, if you're considering a mastermind, it's not for everybody. One of the things I always, the easiest way to kind of assess is that what do people always want to pick my brains about? What results do I get that are better than, you know, the norm? And where's my kind of genius? And start from there. And if if there's a because we know for coaching is often it's very very personal. It's it's working with people individually, one on one. They got different needs. So you then go, oh, how can I scale that? Because everybody's different. But if you find that a narrow point of congruence, and everyone has the same problem, uh, you know, you speak to ten clients a week, and six of them have the same problem, <laughs> then you have the ability to potentially leverage that. Okay, well, six people out of 10 have got a problem. 
it's that's that's quite good numbers. I can start to see that this might be something that I could focus on in specifically in a, in a mastermind. So when you look at all your IP and all your expertise and, and all your knowledge and all that, there's great res results you get. That's the first stepping point to, to going from one to one to one to many, which is all about leverage. I do this, I do the same thing for all these people or for enough of a group of people. This is something that I can do in a group because I've seen the patterns. So for anyone looking for leverage, yeah, leverage is, there's a couple of other things about leverage as well. Leverage is also who else can, can I work with and partner up with that can provide a steady stream of clients to me so I haven't got to go door knocking one-on-one. -on -one. So leverage to me is looking at the smart thing and say, who my clients, who they use before me and after me, can I go and reach out to those people, form some kind of alliance where I say, hey, you do this. Uh, we're not competing. I do this. How about we come some kind of arrangement where we work together, we partner up, or we do something where your clients then become my clients because they need me afterwards. So yeah, always should be looking about leverage because the core reason that service professionals go out of business is because they just they just get exhausted. They it's that first three five years of getting enough clients and enough people through the door that you can keep going. That you've got the the energy and the excitement. And it's I know I've done it before. It's tough working with one on one and trying to fill that pipeline. And eventually you just go oh, I'm, I'm exhausted. So the more you can leverage your IP, the more you can say well, hey if I have this bigger impact if I if I run doesn't have to be a mastermind, it could be a course. If I can mm -hmm. do something that leverages my IP better and I can impact bigger groups of people in a meaningful way, then that's worth exploring. It certainly is. I just did a talk earlier today to some new coaches and I said what lights me up is that coaching allows me to do so many different things. So yes, I do some one-on-one -on -one, and yes, I do some group and, and I, I'm not currently doing a mastermind, but I might consider that. And I teach and I facilitate. So it allows us to do so many different things so that I don't get bored doing one thing. When I was a psychotherapist, I saw clients from seven o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the evening, back to back to back. And it was, it, it wore me out. Well, why do you think I transitioned <laughs> coaching. There are lots of different reasons why I did that, but one-on-one -on -one work can begin to just, and that's the, the other thing, there's only so many hours in the day and so much energy that we have from within. So how can we potentially utilize all our intellectual property, all the, the value that we're able to bring and, and get creative with how to do that? And masterminds is one way that we can get creative with that. So Ronan, so I love this conversation with you, love the way that you think, and the whole concept of connection just came through over and over again. And I want to thank you for connecting with us, connecting with the audience, and bringing, bringing your specialty forward for us. Oh, thank you, Megan. Just for everyone out there, yes, we know that connection, we, we know we're built to work with people, and technology is, in some ways, as it's allowed us to connect on the other side of the world, but the other side of that is that it allows you to, to form those, those truly deep connections that have that impact that you want and to, to build on that. So I encourage you all, certainly at this time in, in, our, in our lives, is to, is to just remember that and just, just go back and start to, to look at those connections in a, in a fresh light. Well spoken and well received. So thank you so much. You have a wonderful Friday while we finish up our Thursday. Thanks, Meg.
I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Spending time with Ronan was just a lovely experience. He had such a generous spirit and a connection to people. So thanks, Ronan, again for coming on to the show. If you'd like to know more about Ronan Leonard and the kinds of things that he's doing, check out the show notes at episode 183 at starcoachshow.com. Now, as we move forward, we are looking toward episode 200. Episode 200 is not very far away, guys. So I have a huge favor to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a rate and review. Every rate and review that we get increases the likelihood that somebody's going to find the show. It increases our ratings and helps me bring the show to you every week. So thanks in advance for that. Now, you might note that our shows, and I've talked about this before, kind of fall in three buckets. We have skill development shows about core competencies and partnering with our clients. We have shows all around coaching within organizations and using coaching as a leadership style. And then we have the third bucket of business building shows. And that's what Ronan's show was about today. And in the month of May, we're going to have a series of business building shows. So today we had Ronan talking about leveraging our business using masterminds. Next week, come back and join us as Lane Booth shares a couple things with us. She's going to share how she successfully transitioned from corporate America into being an entrepreneur. And I know I get that question a lot from listeners. How do I successfully transition? So Lane's going to share her story of success. And also, what does it take to scale a business? How to get clarity? How to determine when it's time to hire that first person or, you know, what to think about when hiring. So lots of good information next week with Lane Booth about businesses. And we will continue in focus on business building in the month of May. I have been doing interviews that just knock my socks off with the quality of people who are coming forward to be interviewed, people who want to bring their expertise to you. So strap on your seatbelts and keep coming each and every week because you are in for a treat. And let me remind you that we do meet every Wednesday morning at 9am Central Time on the Star Coach Show Facebook page to do Q&A and to give some tips for coaching. I hope you can join us. So until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Have an awesome week.